I'll go get it. Hello and welcome to our podcast. This is 2022, a new year and a new look at our landscapes. Welcome to Digging Deep. I'm Roberta Walker. And I'm Michael Glassman. And you're right, we're now at 2022. We are two landscape designers that have been in the industry for well over 25 years. Um, And we have a lot to say to you. We do. We have a lot to say to you. We're in the field almost every day. And we're also drafting as well. But being in the field, one thing is designing. Another thing is actually being in the field and seeing what's what, how things are going in, if they're going in well. And this is this is the information that we want to impart to you. So we're going to have stories. We're going to have success stories. We're going to have failure stories, things that we have we've done right, things that not so right. And lots of new information. And that's what we're going to start off with for the new year is kind of the goals and things to be aware of for 2022. So everybody makes, uh, not everybody, but a lot of people make New Year's resolutions. And um, we want to talk about your landscape resolutions. And wherever you are, of course, the East Coast is totally buried under snow. And a lot of the areas around us in the hills are buried in snow. But this is the perfect time to start dreaming Uh, making lists and thinking about the resolutions for your garden this year. And you have to be realistic. I mean, we're still, all of us, it's not just in California and not just in a couple of states. We're all dealing with COVID and COVID has affected our lives in many ways. But in terms of landscaping, it's also put it into the forefront. More people are staying home. More people are thinking about what they can do in their own home to make it a staycation, a place that you can live and enjoy and vacation and entertain because a lot of people, because of COVID, are not entertaining outside of their home. Right, right. And um, working as well, working at home. So many people are working remotely. And where do you go to have a quiet place away from the, the kids who are intermittently home and at school. I think they were sent home again. So um, so that's what we want to talk about. And know that whatever size landscape you have and whatever it looks like now that makes you unhappy, it could be transformed and you could set out a budget. And it doesn't have to be that you do everything in one year because maybe you want more in your yard than you can afford right now. But if it gets drawn out, if you make your notes, If you hire a designer, you could do it in phases. Absolutely. And in today's world, because um, everything everything is costing more, um, all the way down from materials, used to be that the materials were very reasonable and the labor was what was bringing up the cost. Now the materials, there's a shortage of materials, they're more expensive, and labor is still, there's still a shortage of labor. But um, they're starting to level out in terms of both are are extremely expensive, both labor and materials. So there comes a time at this point in time that people have to start being realistic in terms of budgets and what they're willing to spend, what they're going to have to spend and what they're going to have to put off and phase in. That doesn't mean that you do nothing and you just look at dirt, but that means that you have to be realistic enough to think about that you may have to phase a lot of your landscaping in. Right. Another thing is uh, 
you need to get a jump on it if you're going to hire a designer or a landscaper because we're all pretty booked up. And um, it used to be years ago that um, during the winter, that's when we would go on vacation if we could afford to, <laughs> just like teachers during the summer, uh, because not much was happening. But I'd say for the last, I don't know, 15 years, we work right through the seasons. And um, here in Northern California, we have the um, the Home and Garden Show happening and once that happens, it is unbelievable, the booking. So if you want to get a jump on getting a new landscape in uh, for late spring, because uh, most of the contractors I know are already booking March, April, May, and further, you need to get on it. So don't think that you could just call somebody up and say, you know, we're having a party next month. Can we get the landscape done? Not going to happen. Right. And, and this, is, this has become crucial. In fact, we're running into that a lot, is that the contractors are basically telling us, and some of them are six to nine months already booked that are basically um, on several. We have four different contractors we recommend. One just let us know that he's got enough contracts signed that he's almost booked for all of 2022. Several of them have said that they're six months. They're booked for the next six months. So and they can't even take small jobs. That's how booked they are. And projects that we designed for last year may not get may get built this year or they may have to wait until the end of this year. So as Roberta said, I mean, this isn't something that if you truly want your yard done, you're going to have to jump on it immediately, but you're also gonna to have to learn patience because a lot of the contractors are gonna to say to you, get in the queue, if someone drops out, you'll move up in, for, in front of them. But the reality is you may have to wait six to nine months just to be able to get someone, a contractor, a good quality contractor to do your yard. Um, same thing with the designers, same thing. And in addition to that materials, when you're ready to start that that um, job, you may have a delay on your project because the, the materials are not available. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and um, just so we're not scaring you too much, there are landscapers available in the next couple months as well, but always get references because um, it's worth the wait to have somebody that will do the job start to finish and do it correctly and also have a contractor's license. Very important. Right. <laughs> so um, so here we are. There's all these resolutions. And um, let's say right now in your yard, you've got some, you got some plants you like, you some, got some plants you don't like. Maybe in the high winds, you've had a tree come down or their limbs coming down. Let's start with that. Let's start with this picture. And by the way, if you have roses, January and February are generally the two months where you prune your roses hard. Right. And I will say, say the one thing that everyone should consider, unless you're extremely busy and you're not into it, is you will save yourself a lot of time, a lot of grief and a lot of money, especially a lot of money to take on these weekend um, after work projects, doing it yourself. Otherwise, trying to wait till, for example, pruning. That's something even if you have to go to a pruning clinic, um, pruning roses. You could do it on YouTube. Exactly. You should start learning how to do some of these things yourself. It's one of the things that I tell my clients to stain their fences, and they look at me like I'm nuts and. I've stained my own fence. My assistants have stained their own fence. And in my own yard, when because I have all these mismatched fences, 
and I, by staining it, it all blends together, I got a bid of $4,000 from several contractors because it's labor and time. I did it myself. It took me about three weeks, and I would do that in the, in the afternoons or on the weekends, but the whole thing cost me $300. So yeah. if you put the math in there and you turn on the music, you, go, you do it, you don't have to do it all at one time. But the truth is, when you're thinking about getting some of this work done, I think the first resolution you need to make is, is that you're willing to put some sweat equity into your own yard. Right, yeah. You, you can make a, a note and a list of what you can do and what you can't do and we'll need to hire someone. And um, another thing is a lot of people have just lived with funky irrigation systems, you know, that were put in 50 years ago or maybe even only 20 years ago and half work, half don't, or the heads are wrong. And um, the, if you go to a local irrigation supply store, we have several here in Sacramento, they are happy to recommend um the products that you need and again if you go on youtube they'll show you how to lay it out now you may not know how to do this however if you turn your system on and see where the problems are make the notes then you can pinpoint it with a contractor you'll know what needs um, help so these are the very basic things and then of course there's pruning and there's if you need trees removed Call tree service right now. They're booked for several months. And um, so, but you get on the list. <laughs> exactly. And the reality is that anytime, as I said earlier, anytime that you can do some sweat equity yourself, not only do you have to, you don't have to wait, but you're going to save yourself a lot of time, grief and aggravation. So, and I'm not talking about pouring your own concrete, but there are simple things like pruning, like painting, like pressure washing, you can rent a pressure washer, like putting in mulch, for example, you can put some landscape fabric down yourself, you can buy that at the local local uh, uh, store, um, and then buy a load of, of mulch, whether it be in bags, or whether you have it delivered, and you can lay that out. That is not something that you have to get a, a qualified contractor to do, because the amount of money that they're going to charge to do something that you can do yourself is is like three and four and five times as much. So that's a really important thing to start thinking about. What can I do around my house? Um, I don't recommend, like, for example, cleaning gutters. If you're an older person and you're not sure on your feet, getting on a ladder and, and standing eight to 10 feet up in the air to clean your gutters is not something I would recommend. And you don't need a licensed contractor. You can just get a reliable handyman to do that. But there are certain things that you can definitely do that you don't have to get a licensed contractor to do. And another thing is, let's say you have a large yard and it's a lot of work and you could say, well, you know what, we're going to concentrate for this new year of 2020 on this section. And so what you could do to keep the weeds down in the other section, like Michael said, is you could clear the weeds as best as possible, put down weed barrier and put down mulch or bark, leave it for a year and start working on the section that you can actually get a handle on. And um, what I normally do, and I think this is so important, is whatever section of your yard that you're working on, measure the area. If you measure the area, translate it into scale, so every inch on that ruler equals four feet on your property or eight feet if it's huge, just draw out the square, draw out the area, 
you that will tell you how much of what you need to order, how many trees will fit, how many shrubs will fit. This is so important. Just don't do it willy-nilly where you think, oh, I love that plant and I love this plant and I love that tree. You've got to know the space. Actually, let me tell you a little story about this. Now, this has this isn't in landscaping, but years and years ago, uh, over 20 years ago, when I bought my house and my daughter was, she was younger, I don't know, I think she's 15 or 16. Um, we thought, okay, we want to get a beautiful stuffy chair so we could just sit in and read and cuddle or just just a wonderful chair. So we went to a store, a local store, and we found this fabulous chair. It was gorgeous. We had the fabric chosen, and it took us, I don't know, two months to get the chair. Well, once it arrived, that chair made every other piece of furniture I had look like dollhouse furniture. It was too big for my space. And, you know, I would I didn't think about that. So anyway, the chair had to go back. So when you're working on a piece of your garden, whatever section, measure so you know what kind of area you're dealing with. And that makes a lot of sense because, for example, if you go to the nursery and you buy trees or you buy plants and some nurseries won't take, you know, it's like if they're on sale, some places won't take things back. And then you you get them home and you realize, oh, my God, I've gotten three times as much as what I need. Then what do you do? Or realistically, you don't have the time or the energy to put them in the ground. Then you have to turn around and try to find someone that's going to do that for you. So even with your pruning, for example, in my own place, I have to prune all my roses. I'm going to start one area, get that done the next the next weekend or after work, going to go out there and do it a little bit every time. The so the the suggestion that I always tell people is even if you have to phase your yard in, even if you have to phase your landscape, pick one area, do it and finish it, get it completely finished so that you can look at it and you can enjoy it and you can see the fruits of your labor. Biggest mistake people make is they start a little here and a little here and a little here. There's so many projects that started, nothing's finished. They look at it, they are, they're overwhelmed by how much work they still have to do. They get discouraged and they give up. And if they, you've got one area finished that's done and it looks beautiful and you go, okay, this is done. Look how great it looks. It will give you the energy and the, the strength to then move on to the next area. But if you try to start all these little projects, you got a little bit over here and a little bit over here and nothing gets finished, Trust me, you will get so discouraged that you'll throw up your hands, close the windows, close the curtains, and you'll never go out there and do it. And you'll be done. Well, what I recommend is, um, along with measuring, I want you and or the family to stand out in your yard and everyone talk about not what they wish for, but right now, what you need. Do you need more space for dining? Do you need an overhang to block out the sun so you can actually live out there a little bit in the summer? Do you have the need to grow vegetables? Do you need to see flower color so you could pick them and bring them in? What do you need and what is not working? Make that list first before you do anything. I think that's a very reasonable thing and it makes sense. Then you can prioritize what areas or what you really want to do. At the same time you're talking about needs, I think it's very, I mean, I, I know I keep bringing it back to, but we also need to realistically say, what can I afford? What do I need, but what can I afford? And what is the most important thing to me? And is that in the budget? And if not, can we make it into the budget? Because again, people have these wish lists, 
huge wish lists of everything they want. And then they look at what they financially can afford to do. And A, they're, they're disillusioned. They get angry. I know I get clients that are angry at me because they want the moon. They get the bids back and they see how much it's going to cost. And then they turn to me and they go, well, why didn't you think of that? Or why didn't you? And, and you try to explain to them, you keep adding more elements, more things that you want. Those things don't drop out of the sky. They're not free. Those things cost. So before you start adding, 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 you need a base idea of what it's going to cost and when you add that, how much that's going to cost. So, yeah, you can dream for the moon, but you have to shoot for reality. Well, that's why priorities are important. And um, honestly, you're not going to get solid quotes until you have things measured and drawn. You just... Yes. They, the landscapers just cannot do that. What companies can do is they can give you a quote, let's say on a non-wood overhang. Okay. They can, um, you could say, you know, we really need a 14 by 16. What's that going to cost? You'll find out they, that you could find out. But as far as, you know, planting, irrigation, all the materials, that's something that has to be drawn out. It can be drawn out by you. It can, you know, usually if it's uh, a big project and it's to scale, then you hire a landscape designer like Michael and myself. And um, I too, Michael, I at the, the beginning of COVID, I had a client in particular that um, had bought a new house with a massive backyard. And we talked about everything that they wanted. And then I even did a preliminary and when the bid came in, they were absolutely shocked. Now, remember, lumber quadrupled at the beginning yes, of COVID. Absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. And they were so angry with me. And I said, look, we, here's the way you can have your landscape and really bring the budget down to do this, this, and this. They didn't want to hear about it. They wanted everything that they wanted <laughs> for uh, like a third of the cost of what it costs. So there is that, I, you know, that really important realism. But again, you're not going to get a uh, solid cost until you know what you want and it gets drawn out in some form. And usually the form has to represent the scale of your yard. And the other thing that a lot of the clients are going to be frustrated because I'm running into that also is, is that the contractor, even if you've designed it, it's done to scale, everything's on there. They can give you a bid and they'll say to you, this bid is good for 30 days, only 30 days, because within that 30 days, prices are changing. I mean, there was a big, um, I don't know if you got it. There was a big um, a letter that went around, email that went around from one of the big um, uh irrigation and plumbing supply site one that basically said this is what the prices are these are what they're going up irrigation pvc the the pipe that you use for irrigation went up 70 percent and they're basically saying that because of the shortages because of all this all of these bids all of these prices may go up again and that's why a lot of the contractors when they're giving you a bid they may say this bid is good for only 30 days at the end if you don't sign you don't sign with us um or we can't start it for 30 days we can give you a range but after as say if you've got to wait six months or three months we're going to have to look at it and rebid and don't be shocked as if the bid goes up it's not going to go down it's probably going to go up well what my contractors, the ones I work with, um, do is if you're, you sign a contract and then they can't get to you for X amount of months, they generally pre-buy a lot of the materials before. Right. So right. They, they did that both with lighting and with irrigation and also right. 
customers and whatnot. That's when you're dealing with reliable. Uh, exactly. And some of them may also say to you, listen, I can't start your job for four months. It's taking four months to get a permit from the city or the county. So while we're waiting to start your job, we're going to actually put in for the permit so that we're not starting your job four months later and then turning to you and say, we can't do anything for another four months while we wait for the permit. While you're waiting, they're doing, they're getting it. I've even seen a situation just like what Roberta was saying. You put a deposit down and they may say to you, I'm going to buy a lot of the the materials. So if you're doing uh, slate or tile or bluestone or travertine patio, they may say to you, this is the square footage of the of the travertine. This is how much it costs. I would um, I'm going to buy it. I'm going to store it in a warehouse so that the price is set. And this is how much we're charging you for it. This is what I quoted you so that when we start your job, we actually have material and we can get the material and it and the prices have gone up. So that's something very different used to be. A contractor would just put it, you would put a small deposit, like $1,000 to hold the job. Nowadays, they're actually asking, they're buying the materials in advance, they're storing the materials so that they can get it so that they're not faced with seeing these hiked prices where they've quoted you $12 a sheet of plywood is now $80 a sheet of plywood. Okay. Well, those are very basic things. And let's just take the last five minutes that we're here. And let's dream about what can be the new year in your garden. Yes. And I want you to think about color. Now, lawns, look, we're in Northern California. If you're if you're in the Midwest or, or, or the East and you have rain during the summer, lawns are fine. We have been in a serious drought. And yes, we're getting rain now, but it takes a lot more to um, catch up. So imagine the textures, the colors. Do you want a play pool for the kids? I'm not saying a regular pool because the, those are starting at eighty and a hundred thousand dollars now. Right. But and but there's easy ways to have like a water feature. Do you want to have a a place to cook outside? Start dreaming. Do you want color? Do you want color to go through the seasons? These are the things when you dream them, they will come. That's absolutely true. And also, if you see things, because at the end of the season, even when it's early, you can, there are stores, places of retail sell things on sale. They go 50 to 70% off. If you know in, a, in the future that you're going to put in a gazebo or a, an outdoor kitchen or, or, um, or something and something goes on sale that you like and you want to incorporate, buy it, store it, put it in the garage because then when you're ready to do it, you, you've got it and, and you can use, that dream will come true. That's yep. what it's really, nowadays, in today's world, it's not just about immediate gratification. It's planning, dreaming, making some of the things in advance, buying some of the things in advance, and then and patience. That is the, probably the, the number one thing that I will recommend for 2022. The word should be emblazed on your forehead, patience, because that's what we're going to all have to deal with is patience. Right. But in the meantime, there are fun things. And um, in the winter, you know, usually all outdoor furniture goes on sale. I recently on Facebook, um, a friend had posted um, a little table and chair set. The table is teak and all the chairs were woven. She wanted 50 bucks for it. I called a friend. I said, hey, he went over and got it. So be on the awares. There's exactly. there are easy ways, less expensive ways to decorate your yard. 
Absolutely. And for example, you can see, you know, even it sounds funny, but even for ornamentation, you can go to a garage sale and someone's throwing away or they're selling an old grate, an old something, an old railing, um, ironwork, something that can be converted into a trellis made into a piece of art. I mean, there's so many different things, even down to the point of um, looking the, the if, if you're one of these artsy people people that, for example, like Mosaic, um, one of the artists that I know is having, um, and it's a great deal, they're having a workshop every Sunday and Monday. You sign up, it's $30 a class, and you can go and make um, mosaic stools, mosaic benches, mosaic that? tables. Where is that and who is that, Michael? Oh, that's Wes Horn, Donna Billick's son, um, is, is um, absolutely starting. It's every Sunday from um, from uh, four to six, and every Monday from six to eight, he's having a workshop. It's thirty dollars a person. You go. They supply the the material, all the materials. They supply the workshop. They supply it's all uh, COVID safety. You know, you get how, a, how do you contact them or get on the um, I will. Um, can we put it on our website? Well, we could. We could put it on our website, and we're also on Instagram on Digging Deep. Um, you could find out the information, and we can tell you next week as well. Personally, that's something I'd like to do. I've always wanted to do that, and I've been for years saving broken pieces of china and other things and tiles um, to do mosaics. Of course, I've never had the time, but if I make it time, you know, a workshop on a Sunday, I can do it. And um, they're supplying all the materials. And once yes. you how to do it i don't know if people really tap into this resource but habitat for humanity they have what's called restores and a lot of the tile companies will dump the tile that didn't sell one year and they sell it for a discount and it goes to helping um, build low-income housing for people so so on a personal side as soon as we're done with this i will give you all the information because he okay. just put it out he just advertised it and it's great if we have the time we want to do it also but it what a wonderful opportunity and again for for our listeners there it's not just local you can look different artists are offering opportunities to learn things and go and do an art project that you can then use in your garden yeah yeah be creative and this year Pour your creativity into the garden, pour it into your family, pour it into being home and making home a lovely place because the outside looks a little different right now. So whatever you could do to make things beautiful around you, it will ripple out into your neighborhood. So there you go. Perfect. I'm Walker. And I'm Michael Glassman. And we are Digging and we're so happy you joined us and we're going to continue to yak and kibitz each week and bring you the information that uh, we know could help you absolutely okay goodbye for now <laughs>